Who Tim Hardaway did? No, 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 no. This oh. this so Tim Hardaway's numbers were were solid. You know, okay. he, he had he had five All Stars, five All NBAs, became Hall of Famer. Okay. Overall career was seventeen point seven points per game, and eight point two assists with one point six steals. Um, but that's a really really solid career. Shot shot forty three percent throughout his career. This other person, right? Um. I'm gonna have nameless. Uh, shot 17.9 points a game, or uh, at 17.9 points a game, 9.1 assists, 1.6 steals, a little bit more turnovers, 3.1. Uh, field goal percentage was 49%. Um, most likely it was probably a lot of layups before threes would have come in. Now this person had three All Star All Stars and five time All NBA. Slightly, slightly, slightly better on the points, better on the assist. Almost not in the Hall of Fame. Not in the Hall of Fame. Kevin Johnson. So, yep. Boom. How do I know? I'm always gonna because I'm always, I'm always trying to tell people like, yo, I don't think people understand how. Why how is that? That is strange. Long mm, career too. Uh, Hell, a long career, right? Yeah, um, I feel like he had like an amazing shooting free throw shooting for a year or two. One year, oh no, he didn't. But he ever, yeah, he, he shot eighty four percent from free throw line. Ten, he ten, checks in pop culture. Seven. He checks out in pop culture for sure. Don't tell him Kim Olajuwon. Yeah, he he just will never make it because uh, right now he will never make it because of the uh, the rape or the uh, accusation on rape. You know, you think that factors in? Oh yeah, that factors in right now. Uh, makes sense. You know, yeah, like uh, definitely. I think that definitely factors in because like he will be yeah. a black eye on the brand of the sport. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, the, the and even though it was like it, because it got it got settled, it was all this other stuff that it came up, and I mean they don't they still haven't even posted the thirty for thirty on how the Kings got saved because he was in it. Mm. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it was because there was a thirty for thirty that was supposed to come out for that, and maybe now it's because he went there. to politics. Well, he went to. I mean, he went to politics. He saved that. Then some of the politics that people will say was kind of corrupted wasn't what he did, because uh, now he kind of owns half of Oak Park. You know, I don't know. I don't know, but either way, is that good or bad? It, See, it, I think once you, you put you the take, political no, no, side you, on, you take the. Per- you, well, you take the person for what they did in the NBA. That's what I'm thinking, you know what I'm right? Saying? Yeah, you it's do, you purely NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like because of what they do outside, and granted, like maybe the NBA or the sport propelled them to get those other things. That that's not their accolades on what they did on, on in the sport, whatever game it is, you know. Yeah. KJ so. in the Hall of Fame. Let's get him in there. I'll, I'll, I'll always rip that because one, he's from Sacramento, so I'm going to rip that for sure. Yeah. You know? and, right, and, and, and two, is like he dunked on a one, so that's always a plus. For the like, pop culture yeah. side, that checked him off for sure because he was legit. Point guard dipping on people. Like he was the original Play, Marbury Barkley, Iverson or shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. roll the Charles Barkley, Thunder Dan. You know what I'm saying? Quick first step. Danny Manning, you know, I think, have, was on some like yeah. yeah, he didn't have the he didn't have like the killer crossover or anything like no. people would have, but he had like he was just like a basic 
crosses the world. Gets he was a big there. point guard for hella the time. Fast, hella fast. Big, hella like 6'2", six 6'3", six six right? No, he was 6'1". According to this, but probably was taller at the time or okay. whatever. But I remember Gary Boy, Payton, which is now kind of the norm. Gary Payton being 6'4". You're like, what? Yeah. That was, that's kind of a tweener guard. Now that's like the normal point guard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good yeah. love. But yeah, no, KJ definitely yeah. needed some love in the Hall of Fame. But big shout out to Tim Hardaway. Golden State represents again. Run TMC in the house. Kill it crossover. Run that two TMC. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, congratulations on that. Who else was part of that uh, class? Was there any other notables? Any other notables on, well, okay, uh, Ginobili. Model Ginobili got in there. Yeah, he gets so, in there. Yeah, I mean, he gets in there, you know, he got the champs, championships and whatever, you know. That can lead uh, to the right, you know, both European and basketball. If the, if the idea of the Hall of Fame is to show the public of a pantheon of the great players that have graced your sport, yeah, I could see how they pick, you know, as much as it should be on just the game. Mm-hmm. It it factors in the whole entire, you know, look. In that case, in that case, I feel like Tim Penny Hardaway should be in the whole thing. He was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, I, I don't see why. I think he might. Because isn't Grant Hill in that? Yeah. Ow! Grant Hill, but, but Grant Hill had a, a long career. Long, long career. Let's let's look at it. Like from '95 to 2013 was that 18 years? I'm just That's doing crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm just doing. What's his accolades though? What's the accolades? Uh, it's it's solid. Seven time All Star, five time All NBA, 1994, 95 All Rookie, 1994, 95 Rookie of the Year. Uh, his he averaged nine. No, sorry, incorrect. He averaged 16.7 points a game. And six or four point one assists. Story Duke career. Okay. Okay. Okay, Yeah. Story during Duke career. I mean, his first before the major injuries, he was killing it. It's really hard to say. What age was that? 25? 22. He had 19, 20, 21, 21, 21, 25.8, 13.8. I think that was the one that Orlando 16.8. And then and then for a short time, 19.7 in Orlando looked like he was making this comeback. That was an 0405. Uh, then put that down. They went to Phoenix to to support. Like his his is, is questionable. He has a seven all-star games. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, he's in just for that because he came out the gate swinging. Yeah. I mean, I think uh I think um he what was it he him and, and Jason Kidd got uh Curriculum of the year, I believe. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I forgot that was a yeah. Okay, okay, what about so okay? Tim, so I, I'm looking at Penny, I'm looking at Penny, right? Yeah. Penny's four time all, all, all star, three time all NBA. Uh one one time well, he was a, a all rookie team. Okay. His career average ended up being fifteen point two and five assists. Um, over six, five, three. What is it? He got drafted in. What was it? Shoot, where is that? 94, 93, 95. Ended in 2008. So another like 15 years, 15, 16 years, you know? Um, yeah, his, 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 
his better year was like what is it before he got injured? Eighty two games. He had twenty one points a game, seven point one assists at that time. I mean, you got to think about it like at that time too, and two steals a game at that time. That was like a little bit different. Where you know you you averaging over twenty two points, you're 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 doing really good as a point guard. You know, that's like equivalent of like twenty nine points today. <laughs> exactly. You know, like Jordan probably could have averaged thirty seven at his height now because of the the pace of the game, you know, but um, <coughs> yeah, okay. I think Penny's in there if we factor in his influence and bringing Orlando and yeah, I mean, the finals, you know, and then yeah, this is the Hall of Fame. I think top 75 should be best players, like balling, like players only, yeah. vote, players in, players out, like a. Purely skill, fuck all the accolades, fuck all that shit. Purely skill, but then if it's the NBA, kind of more based on it, you know, kind of play well, style. because I mean, your peer set, and then you know what really constitutes the that essence of the game, where the Hall of Fame is yeah, like entire. Hey, this is our our superstars, everybody, and it would have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Huh? Yeah. So, 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 top seventy-five. Would you put? Would you put Westbrook in the top seventy-five? I know this a lot. I'm just, just this is a blanket. I need to look at not... 75 again, but I would put him hypothetically. If it's more than 75, I don't know who the 75 are. <clears throat> I'd put him in there. I would say okay. so. His okay. game is, I mean, fuck, he was the MVP, <laughs> triple double in a year. Eight, yeah, eight, I mean, he's had three or four years of triple double, and now yeah. it's like now, now. So it's this is how bad it is. I feel when we talk about it. it's like it's shitted on now. He's like, oh, he's had doubles but he sucks it's like what nah it's just you know now now, now like, it is, but like 10 it, years like, from now does, motherfuckers will be like who is russell westbrook he's on this like, legacy yeah. team i never seen him play but look at his stats like what we're doing now it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be motherfuckers like, doing that 20 years from now like russell westbrook was the greatest ever no one ever talks did, about this fool he, he averaged 31 <laughs> points and 10 assists oh man that's that's ridiculous, right? So yeah. Like one, two, three. Let's Wait, just say for inflation, that is like Tim Hardaway numbers. That is, you know, uh, that is high level numbers. If accounting for inflation, three straight years averaging a triple double. Oh, three straight years. There you go. That's Oscar Robinson times three. And then fell off. And then next year he did it again. You know, he did it. He did it last year. No, no, not last year because he was on the Lakers. He did it his last year with Washington, and oh. and was like, oh, okay. You know, oh, damn, uh, Westbrook. Okay. You know, in, in in one, two, three, four straight years, he averaged over 10, 10 assists. Boom, top seventy-five for sure. Uh, Hall of Fame, I would say yes. Good or yeah, bad? He's, he's, no, no, yeah, they, they have him like ninety nine on on basketball references, ninety nine percent Hall of Fame. I mean, you got MVP, like okay, yeah, that's awesome. The only person I always felt like it was kind of questionable when you look at it is Bill Walton. I'm like, I look at his stuff, it's like, how? Please, someone tell me how. I don't know. Peers, peers voted in, but I don't know. I don't know what kind of game he had, and that's what's tough. Like, I don't. I've heard this talking point before too, but purely on the basketball side, I'm like, yo, that's the motherfuckers that played with him would probably say something different. You know, which is yeah. totally understandable. But I think, yeah, as the game goes, yeah, Hall of Fame for sure. Grant Hill, 
right up there because i'm i'm considering college after after that you know and i think you need villains and you need heroes well he was, that's he what was makes a, it good he was on a great ucla team I mean, like i think five of those were were nba players mm-hmm. the only thing that stopped was um was the florida gators which their whole starting five were grabbed drafted yeah you know um yeah yeah you look at the overall stuff and accolades of someone um question yeah that's gonna be about food topics right right. go ahead what was what is one of the most interesting like foods you ever ate like that you went there you weren't too sure you ate it was like damn that was pretty good like surprised kind of thing or yeah yeah Let me change. Let me, let me change it. Let me change it. Right. That's just because that's all right. Next topic is this, right? So I, I was watching Selena learn how to cook, right? And then Gordon Ramsay goes on there. And you know, every time I look at people making steaks now, right? It's the it feel like it's the same tactic, right? You put on a cast iron grill, you season it, right? You put a little oil on it, right? And then you, when you season it, get it cooking, get it hot, and then at kind of maybe at the end, or depending on where you put it, you know, you you have some crushed garlic into that, you know, with some butter, and then either thyme or rosemary looks like you're seasoning rosemary, and you just whisk it on or whatever. Do you feel like that's like an overrated way of like cooking the steak? Because I ate it, I'm like, it's cool, and and and. It's cool, you know, like, and I've also started thinking too, is like when I start seasoning steak, it was like salt and pepper, the basic is just fun enough. Like doing, doing garlic, salt and pepper, doing an occasion salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. No, nah, you know, uh, uh, it's, no, it's just salt and pepper, the basic, good enough. <laughs> like what makes it, I guess, like, what I was like, what makes a good steak to you? Just some of these techniques that you see other people doing, do you ever look at stuff and be like, to make something good, this is unnecessary. It's funny you say that. I've been like really questioning like that world, you know, like anything else. I always kind of get into these things where I dig in and I try to look at it from a philosophical standpoint. Mm-hmm. A lot of that shit I've come to understand or at least think in my mind is it's a lot of nonsense. And I'm not demeaning the industry by any means, you know, but mm-hmm. it is a lot of bullshit and it is a lot of just in the way that you market, you know, kind of yourself or the technique. I mean, it's in movies, it's in TV shows. And you know how I understand TV. These are all actors. So this is all part of some way of conditioning us how to perceive something, you know, how regardless of how authentic and authentic produced, whatever. I mean, you know, I just think that if you've had it and you don't like it, that's honest assessment because you ate it. And you're like, yeah, I don't feel for it. And it's like, yeah, hey, at least the motherfucker had it. Because there's a lot of people that just, you know, make their judgments before even trying a lot of things. And okay. I think he is just to try in whichever one you like. You know, because that technique, <clears throat> once that started making it onto the scene, because that wasn't something I remember too much that we did in school, but it quickly became trend like five, six years out. At least, you know, 
three, at least in terms of how I got wind of that technique. But that wasn't something that I was familiarized with in school. Now, yeah. I don't know how that happens, but also in school was the introduction of a lot of the molecular gastronomy shit during that time. So in the fine dining the world, what? The what? Molecular gastronomy is that shit where, you know, you like make like, oh, this is olive oil powder and this is a, you know, a veal foam on top of it. It's like this scientific oh, shit. Oh, like, okay, okay. Like kind of how like people, because like Gordon Ramsay did something where he made like this little cheese flat skit skirt on top of whatever it was he did, he put on top of his scallops. Is it okay, stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Is it stuff like that, or is it more like? Yeah, yeah. It's just else? these, these, these techniques and these methods of, uh, you know, cooking that you know get introduced, or these kind of these waves of, uh, something that's just so out of the blue, or not out of the blue, but you know, it it kind of conjures it, up it, the it, story. They add the, they add the art. They add the art to it. Is what. Yeah, they kind of give it. Cooking is art. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They give it their credence and they kind of give it their history and kind of, you know, market it in such a manner where it becomes this world of, you know, people who look at stuff like that and, you know, incorporate that into their philosophy and thing like that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, <laughs> we're just eating, motherfucker. Like, because I've always was mystified by nutrition and then restaurants don't really. I mean, there's a lot of chefs that are, you know, I, I took nutrition. I, I got my little certificate. There isn't. Uh, real consideration of that, I don't think, when motherfuckers is doing food. No, there's, there's like, the way you like eat that way, and then, salt. yeah, yeah, and then there's the way, like, well, we're really supposed to eat like this, so what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and like, no, you just do it once in a while, but then the whole goal of this business is to try to get business all the time, all the time. And they, yeah, like certain, I mean, like, not them, but in general, salt and sugar are very addicting. You know, it pops off dopamine. That's why together, it's not, right? I don't know if I could get behind it like that. Like how I once was, you know, hypnotized by the industry. And it is hypnotizing. It's ego driven. Uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, personalities that want to, you know, express their art, which is, you know, totally fine. You know, I think there's a lot of, I think where I put my philosophy and I hang my hat on is the whole cook with love, you'll taste it in the food, you know. So you put effort, yeah. whatever that is to bring you to that effort and that, that, you know, just kind of that giving it that energy, I think is where it's at. If cooking kind of gives it to you in a, such a way and you learn the philosophy of how to do it. I mean, for me, it's like a performance. I really, yeah. is. especially like cooking in front of people. Sometimes it's just, you know, you just I start rapping. I start talking, you know, I just start getting in my groove. I spend a lot of time in the kitchen just because I think I feel comfortable there, but I'm always tinkering and I'm always kind of prepping stuff. It's just kind of part of my, my DNA. I like it for that. And it is a useful skill set because at its, mm -hmm. at its basis, like I do feel comfortable, you know, if I had to, you know, catch chicken, do that whole thing and eat it and do the thing start to finish. I'm like, okay, cool. Like that yeah, is yeah. functional as fuck. So, yeah. but in terms of all that shit, like, Oh, fucking, you know, uh, spoon and butter over it with the technique and all that shit. It looks sexy, but I don't know. It's not for everybody, but it is a it's a cool way to layer <laughs> I flavor. I it's a cool way to layer like flavor. That, yeah. I try to do shit like that, and it is like I have no, I have no finesse to that shit. It's like, hey, wow, you gotta I'm practice, like, man. You gotta practice. Yeah. I'm like, how do they get this? Like, you know, like I, I'll then do the shaking and drop before I get there or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like something sexy about it, man. It ain't functional. It's, it's, it's just funny sexy. because, like, because at the end of the day, you're eating the food, right? And the food should taste good. Was like when like people sometimes it seems as though like the plating matters more than the taste of the food 
right now in the especially like you you're not on social media as much definitely people are taking pictures of the food and taking picture of the plating and all that other stuff and i'm like well but how's it taste you know what i'm saying like, like how's it taste is the more important thing which got me into like whole you know because i'm a i'm just an i make fun of things i'm not i don't know if i'm an asshole i just like the like i think i see fun like i think i see humor in a lot of stuff there's a part of me that would love to make uh, exquisite fine dining restaurant but all you but but the utensils you use are paper plates and plastic forks i'm pretty sure it's been done already because that world is <laughs> fucking strange there's that that world is high high cuisine hot cooking whatever they call yeah like very yeah. very like experience driven things i'm not surprised if somebody did that already just, just like here here here's a here's a prison like like here's a prison burrito and a, and a Dorito thing, and he kind of tried to play it all nice and sexy and shit like that. Like that's why it's fucking to me. It's bullshit, but it's. Yeah. I think that if you treat it playful, there, there's you could a lot of people hang their hat on you know eating like as their life, which is totally cool. You know, you kind of have your way of going. Like for me, I'm I'm kind of like that, but I I poke fun at the industry because of that too, because it's like oh. What does constitute something else for something else? It could be as simple as in the wording. It's the way it's marketed to you. Like everything about food is so sense driven. I used to hang like, you know, or I used to really, you know, fuck with that. Like, oh yeah, you know, all the senses are sight, sound, smell, hear, all that shit. Is, oh, it's all senses, you know, at least the romantic side of it. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's nourishment for your body, depending on what you believe. Then you get yeah. to that talking point. You're like, wait, what is all this shit for real? Do yeah. we really supposed to be doing all this? Is this really not? Because whatever's popular and you go on social media, I'm assuming more than 80% of the posts are about food. <laughs> well, and now well, people I mean, are getting scrutinized. That, like, oh, that's just that's... because of where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's where, like, but I think most I things, one thing. And the, everybody's yeah. a chef. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. wants to do And then uh, to me, I think if you learn how to cook and you could come up with just a way to express yourself through the art, if you want, or just get gain some functional shit, Regardless, that's all good. Dude, all I really do is cook three things. Salmon, steak, and chicken. What kind of steakhouse would that and, be? And I, and I literally, and I look, yeah, pretty much, right? I have like my own little... Which you paw, could be dropped like fucking hundreds today. of dollars on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what are you talking about? That's like... You are right up there already. Did, did, I, did, I, send you, did I send you my, my last steak that I did or no? no. Let me see. This one, this one came out kind of, kind of cool. Um, That's why you have the photo thing. It makes sense if you have the ability to photo, you can make some shit look really, really good. And that's the key because it's all perceived. That's like the mystery when you would watch, you know, the when they did behind the scenes on McDonald's fucking uh, commercials. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really good, really good, brother. The Dundas looks good. You got the little rosemary sprigs and shit. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah. good. Though. That was good. And then the potato, the potatoes I did. Um, no, first roasties. time I ever did the potatoes. Yeah, I roasted tomatoes in the air fryer. So how I did that, right, was like I cut them up, and then I put the potatoes in some oil, right. And I, I did a little like, I, well, let me take that back. I dumped some seasoning in a little uh, bowl, made my own like season that I kind of put together, mm. which was like a little bit of garlic, paprika to give it the color. Mm. Actually, I got to ask what paprika, but a little bit of cayenne pepper, you know, uh, just the basic stuff that makes like Cajunish type thing. Then I put oil, mix it together, put the potatoes in there, 
and then put it in the air fryer because I was like, let me see if I can air fry that, right? And then just drizzle a little bit of oil every time I open it up to to move it around just so it can keep like this nice art, like a juicy, greasy look instead of hella dry sometimes, you know? So I just like, and it was it was my first time effing with it, you know? I was like, okay, it came out really good. How'd you like them? And, and I, I like them. And you know what, what, you know what I'm, I'm going to give myself credit on this is sometimes I have an eye for food, meaning like sometimes I can look at like my first time, especially my first time, because maybe I'm I'm very um, cognizant and I'm and I'm over uh, over focused on it. But I was watching it and I was just like looking at it. It's like this looks like it's done. You know what I'm saying? From my previous experience. So I had to test it out because what the, the recipe was saying was going to be a little bit longer. And I felt like it was going to be more burnt. Right. So I was just like, it looks like it's done. Plus, I don't think I had enough to fill up the whole air fryer, which changes the the how, from my understanding, how heat is dispersed, you know. And so I was like, this looks more done right now. So, I, you know, but the yeah, the steak, I uh, that time I did it on, I didn't air fry it. I, I put it in. Um, actually, I did. Let me take it back. What I did was I I cooked it on a uh and on a cast iron right till it got dark on the outside to a certain level then i just put it in the air fryer for the last when i took the, the potatoes out and the the trapped in heat in the air fryer i just put it in the air fryer so it like it did the slow cooking of the if, if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like still keep it in heat while while it, like juices it up or what i don't know i mean i, I think you know what i'm, what I'm trying to say yeah. I, use it, I use it as like an oven in a way because I hear people do that too. Mm-hmm. So all day, it looks good because because I, I I got the I, I got the cast iron to a very hot level so I can give it that nice char on the outside. Nice sear, yeah, the brownie. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. because that matters the most. Dude, it looks good, man. Your plating, the thing that comes with plating, you just got to see a bunch of plates. And you yeah. see a bunch of plates, but now which ones you look at? See, that's the key. That's where you got to kind of find yeah. the chefs and the styles that you like. And I know, you like, I try world. to play. I try to play play the double today. I was like, ah, that just didn't work out. I just sent it to you. I was like, that didn't work out. Whatever. <laughs> it was too sloppy. It was good though. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, that's how normal people do it. You know. <laughs> but you'll see different. Once you ever snap an image and something that could capture your eye in terms of the display, always do that, you know, because those trends kind of come and go too. you know, people go height, people go flat, people do mosaics and shit. You could do all types of cool shit. And then you could find the little ingredients that you could always have on hand that are functional, but also can kind of be compliments to the dish, like, you know, parsley oil and, you know, fucking carrot oil and shit or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You can yeah. do all types of just things to spruce it up always have like you know like a little uh what's it called like a micro green garden you know like micro cilantro yeah micro parsley that's how easy you just leave that shit was, next to the windowsill was... and just okay them as you said, need them. i don't know what i don't know what they're the, the the a lot of the chefs are using now it's not parsley but it looks like it's like a it almost looks like a clove or like a clover i don't know what oh, it is but like they're using something else shit. yeah that's what it looks like. it looks something like that i'm like what are they using now like when when you went to Q twelve twenty seven, like they put it over the steak, you know. I can't remember. There's a lot of good garnishes out there now. They have a lot of like microgreens. Uh, yeah, you could even find them at like fucking Safeway, you know. Yeah. yeah. If all also fails, the sexiest one is chives. Chives is a great 
fucking garnish just because they're just small onions. And then you just chop them ever so finely and they just sit well. Yeah, you got to get the scissors for that, right? You You can. Or you could just do a really small, like very small, almost like caviar, like mini caviar, like Mm -hmm. bites of it. But, you know, and like I said, if you just see books and, uh, you know, images and shit that catches your eye, you just snap it. And then, but you'll realize there's, you know, things that are out there that are, you know, cutting edge. There's just classic looks. There's all there's all types of ways to really, at least the extended form of what this bullshit is. But at the end of the day, it's just fucking, you eat it. But yeah, as a technique to woo people and impress in the performance aspect, you know, just watch a lot of cooking shows, you know, yeah, focus and that, on them, fuck the food. The food's easy. The food comes... Like what you said, when you started doing instinctual shit, like, hey, that shit look kind of done. And you know what? There's not a lot in it. So I feel it's getting more heat. I'm pulling that shit. That yeah. the more you do that, that is when you're just fucking, you know, dancing in a kitchen where you're like, ah, I'm not really that's, checking that's, shit. Just usually doing that's it. me on the that's usually me on the first time I cook stuff. There you go. And then maybe maybe I get complacent or I think I got it the second time, but usually the first time, I'm like, hold on, I'm like hyper paying attention because I'm like, let me get this thing right, you know? Yeah. You get bored. So, well, maybe, maybe it is. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, maybe I get bored. Yeah, it's exciting like, when you do something new. That's why there's a million yeah. recipes because you're like, oh shit. But then what happens is, it, it, motherfucker, I got a lot of these fucking spices I don't use. What the fuck? Why I got dude, three paprikas? I, why I got three mustard seeds and shit? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, so, so what is like, what is, I feel like paprika would, or paprika is what is it to thicken something or give it color? Because I'm really trying to figure out like, uh, like more color. If anything, yeah, uh, it has a very subtle flavor unless you got like a smoked paprika. Smoked mm-hmm. does have a little more of a smokiness to it. A lot of people prefer that, or a Hungarian has a very mm-hmm. unique taste to it, but uh, it's more for color. Um, and then a lot you see it in a lot of Spanish dishes, um, and it'll sneak into a lot of other different cuisines as well. But I think it's a good thing right. to have on hand for a lot of things because it adds, you know, that that Cajun style color. Uh, you know, even on ribs, paprika plays a big part in getting that red hue, I think. At least in yeah. my rubs, I do a lot of paprika. Um, yeah, I think that's one of those must-have spices for sure. Yeah, because like the ones I use the most is, is like if it's spices or just in general is garlic, onion, uh, probably parsley on something. Nice. Parsley, I, at first I didn't think it gave me anything, but it gives a little, it gives a little, it gives a little freshness in a weird way. Like it like it's, it's like subtle. I don't know how to explain. You know. Yeah. No. Uh, obviously, subtle. salt. Obviously, pepper. You know, and and that all depends on how much you you mix the two mix the two together. Um, and then after that, it's just like, like I've I've been starting to do like like want to make my um anything that has to do pasta with like cream. I just I kind of put um basil in it. I don't know why. I just decided that's my go to. I tried to do. I, I tried to put cumin into something right coming, and that shit's powerful. Like so I, I did that with like grits, right? I was like, let me put a little cumin in it. <laughs> cumin, and I was like, oh, it was. It just it just changes the whole flavor. That that's some powerful ass shit right there. Like a a drop, like a little drop of that, just like makes everything. Like if you don't use it properly, it just it becomes Indian food and shit. <laughs> yeah, or or like or like figuring out how to food. use. Yeah, or figuring out how much like Cajun, so Cajun, not Cajun, Cayenne, depending on how to use that properly too. But I feel like uh, pepper flakes or whatever is powerful. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So you have to use that carefully. Just like depending on what you're using pepper for, just in general, just like uh, peppercorn or black pepper. Wait, is there a difference between peppercorn and black pepper? Because I feel like it's the same. Yes, because okay. black pepper, depending on what type you get, usually is a different way of processing, I think, the plant. Um, I don't know how artificial okay. it can get, but with the peppercorn, if you grind it yourself, there's an element of a certain type of flavor profile and freshness from a, a, a fresh, like, grated one. And then there's also a product mm -hmm. where they sell uh, crushed up peppercorn and, like, uh, a little thicker. Uh, that is a, a type that you can buy now, which mimics uh, almost fresh ground. But it's not quite mm -hmm. there in terms of the subtleties. But, like I said, to each his own. I think the more you do taste tests and work with different peppers, then you'll realize which one you like, you know, like iodine salt yeah. for me is good on certain things. Kosher salt is this Himalayan salt, black salt, anything. You Ooh, know, see, I've been using mainly a uh, uh, kosher salt on a lot of this stuff. That yeah. I like right now. That's what I'm saying. Because iodine nice salt, you touch it. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like it's enough. And since it has like bigger flakes or whatever, it's enough. Well, if I did the same with iodine salt, I feel Feel like i would over season if that makes sense yeah because you don't know how much is going in there you're like what the fuck just went yeah. in there <laughs> you can't even yeah. see it it's like translucent it's just it's like all of a sudden did a pinch but it's literally like because it's so much bigger it has and, and chopped up i don't know but yeah and you know i need to do what i need to do next is himalayan salt go out there and get himalayan salt and try yeah. it out you should see really should. Works. yeah to see what uh what 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 works better for you um but yeah that's then again, it's to it it brings in the philosophy of how you see food and then you know, um yeah, like those little techniques. But a lot of books, a lot of recipes. Uh I've been like fortunate enough to taste a lot of different food. I think it was cool just because of how people, you know, really see food in, in the the world and culture and mm -hmm. how big of a deal it is to certain cultures and shit like that. I'm like, that's crazy. It's a little more casual here. I think in America where it's more like to each his own, do whatever you eat all fucking yeah, all hours of the night, all hours of the day. You know, we have every single flavor profile, big, humongous, small. We have it all, you know, where other cultures it feels or other places more or less are the same, uh, just depending on the type regional. That's so fascinating. I think is the, the regional identification with types of food around the world. That's always cool. Well, Damn, this is Vietnamese food. This is Filipino food. Wow. As I go through the journey, there's certain foods that I'm looking at. It's like, this is way too much preparation to cook food. Like, you know, like certain things is like, gee, like, so I made the adobo earlier and that's kind of cool because that's kind of a sit and chill type of thing. So you can like sit and chill and hopefully you don't overcook like the rice, but you can let the adobo kind of just sit and simmer. Well, some of them I'm like, do this layer, do this like, like I, I look at lasagna, and because I, I'm more of a dollar cost value type of person, I'm like, oh, lasagna is too cheap for me to make. Meaning that, like, how can I say, how can I say it properly? If I make lasagna, it would be too expensive to make. Let me put it that way, because yeah, but the steps that, that you would have to do, yeah, yeah I'm like that's way too long. You know, just like sometimes, even though I was watching this other barbecue thing, I'm like watching people cook brisket and they take it like brisket can take. What, 16 hours or something like that or yeah. something ridiculous yeah it can and, and granted they're smoking it overnight mm -hmm. uh, but 
But when you do it, I think someone is, depending on how good you are or whatever, someone has to sit there and watch it, move it or whatever. That, to me, is way too long, way too extensive for something that, like, that. that's like $40 a slice. Because it takes too long. But that's how I value my time, you know? But that's kind of where food is a strange idea here, too, because it's the way we think about it and then the way we price it, it's very strange, you know, because yeah, no, the industry doesn't make a lot of money. The margins are, you know, razor thin. It's very tough to turn, you know, big, big, big profit per se, but it's kind of like a thankless job. But in reality, like, what, what is the point of all this? Like, well, well, I, I, are we just I leaving to, credence to... to that? Like, oh, this meat tastes so good. It's so. I mean, there's subtleties and differences. One's better or not. I think that's where people get lost in the debate. But I do understand it, and it is cool to experience, you know, uh, barbecue places. Because, yeah, I like I said, I think it's a lot of the energy, and I think that's the effort that's put in, and the people the enjoy love. It. Yeah, yeah, the love that they put in it is like it's a therapeutic because because cooking is therapeutic for me. And stressful at the same time because I'm like, oh, I want to make sure I get this right. But when I went to the store earlier and I saw a, a bone-in ribeye, and I was just like, and it was thick, bro, like thick. And it was cheaper than the 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 boneless ribeye. And I was like, what? You well, know, just like, you just like, huh? They get you on the bone. They're like, ah, I got you, bitch. <laughs> you ain't eating that. Oh, uh, okay, okay. We, well, it was super thick though. It was like, you know, but it's like weird to me that like. How certain cut certain things like you know like if you did boneless chicken breast it costs more now I I get partially too it's because it takes a little bit more time to do that a little bit more skill it's just funny that like the price is vastly different you know what I'm saying you're like wow yeah, I don't know what that. it is it's strange it's like is there not enough chicken or something like that or are there chickens out there with only like expensive breasts but thighs be hella cheap yeah. wings we where all the wings even, go. Or or even yeah, where's what? No one's using wings. Like, come on now, you know what I'm saying? Wings style can't have all the wings. But it's then, all then arbitrary, you go to, bro. <laughs> like, like certain things too is like fillet is expensive, right? Like, so I was I was talking to so fillet is expensive, but I was talking to a butcher. I was like, can you can I get a ribeye cap? Right? And I was like, oh, we don't do that. And there's talk about the price of a ribeye cap, and I keep thinking to myself, no one has yet just made ribeye cap, and then the 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 ribeye, the eye of the rib, or ribeye, or whatever, mm. you didn't, you couldn't just sell that as a separate piece, because they feel like you, when you do that, you got to get rid of it. I'm like, no, you don't. You can just sell it as another piece. Yeah, I don't know. Meat. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Because I will say, I will say that, I will say, I'll definitely say that the cap part of ribeye is probably the best part. The more and more I, I, I try it out, I'm like, yeah, the cap is the, the tender. Somehow it, it's like tender and you can still, it, it doesn't overcook and still it'll be good, you know? Uh, yeah, that yeah, that meat is, that meat is unique. <laughs> that's a very unique flavor profile. That's why ribeyes are fucking tremendous. I love ribeyes. Probably but most people, I think most sure. people love, I think most people love the cap of the ribeye and not realize it. Um... Yeah, I would say so. There's definitely fans of that part. I only eat that part. That's the part I'm like, oh, leave that gristle on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that whole part. Like, I mean, I eat the rest because, like, the rest, like, the rest of the ribeye is like, okay, it's a little bit, 
sturdier, tougher. I can make I can make a sandwich out of this later. But the cap, we want to eat that now. Yeah, the cap is some other nonsense. There's some magical shit. But yeah, I like ribeyes. I like all steaks. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. All steaks. Done right. Very fortunate for a cow to give up its life for our. I think, yeah, Mama say Mama song, Mama song. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. That's just like I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to figure out like different things to cook with fish. You know, like I, I definitely want to make crab cakes, but like crab, I feel like anything crab takes way too long to make, and I'm just like, ugh. It's a lot of effort. A lot of effort. yeah, a lot of effort to make that. I'm like Jesus. Hey, you know, but if it becomes part of your life, it's all lifestyle, brother. Well, that would be definitely something that's like, hey, it's a Sunday. I got, you know, I'm prepping the whole day. We're doing this, you know. To but, turn it know. into performance, that is the way. You go to the market, get the get the crab, and be like, oh, have a story, do the whole thing, prep it. But if it's like for, you know, you trying to work on some shit, buy that, find that shit cooked, find some crab meat, or cook it yourself, do it in like split it in days. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to work on this a little bit. All right, cool, save that for tomorrow. But we all put it all together. And then dinner time. That's how I prep. I prep like as if I'm in a restaurant. I'm like, yo, I'm just going to get everything up to ready. So then when I need to put that bitch together, it's just like, all right, go a couple of elements, two minutes. All yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> I know because I, I kind of like, that's what I kind of made earlier today. I was like, okay, yeah. during, after my workout, you know, washed, washed up a little bit. Then I was like, all right, I'm just going to start prepping for my late lunch and dinner, you know? That is the way to do it. Prep is essential. It, it, like when when done right, it frees up so much other time for you. You know, even though it takes the same amount of time to get it done, it's just it's just managing your time when you have downtime, uh, properly. At least yeah. to me. Oh yeah. Uh, it's just something. It's really something to do, man. I think at home, it's just really something. It's gonna have to get done, and mm-hmm. it is a skill you could always get better at. You know, and then it sucks. It's hard because it's trying to maintain habit, but you're also trying not to be monotonous with you what you eat. So you have to kind of change it up, and also, you know, keep your fucking pantry balanced. Yeah, and go through your spice cabinet, a... go through all your shit. Like, god damn it, I got like nine bags of pasta open. The same pasta. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, what is going uh, on I here? Some, I got some pasta. I'm just like, I gotta use it soon. Uh, I, was, it, I was looking at your fresher. potatoes. I was looking at your potatoes, dude. You should, if you ever have extra, make like a potato salad with them shits. Them shits are so good, just like that too. There's like a German pot- potato salad that's I used to make at mm-hmm. uh, at some job I used to be at, and it would it's be weird because like I vinegar I used to and never bacon liked... and rosemary. Oh, that shit was fucking tremendous. Uh... Mustard. Okay, because oh, I've never, I've never liked potato salad the way like we do in America, which is like seems like may- mayonnaise and just potatoes. Oh god, that shit is. I fell in love with that nonsense like not that long ago. And pickle, <laughs> like I'm like, no, thank you on the pickles, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there okay. is this, there's a lot of different potato salads though that I've learned about that you could always utilize a different type of dressing, like that German potato salad. It's just vinegar. Yeah. And like oil, and then yeah, it has like mu- uh, like I think it was mustard seeds, mustard seed, must like seeded mustard like dressing kind of thing with vinegar, mm-hmm. and hella bacon, and then those potatoes and like 
rosemary and shit or some some shit like that. Oh yeah, in that case, I was gonna say because the next time I make those, I could probably put in some little baking cooking it. Because actually, what I did with those ones, I forgot. Not only did I put a little bit of garlic powder, but I also put in uh, chopped garlic into it. Mix it in together with the potatoes. Oh because yeah. Because when I absolutely love roasted garlic. Yeah. Oh. Fuck it's that. almost like a potato. It's almost like a like a a hot potato in a way. But that's some alien fire. Shit. Fuck the aliens. That garlic is an alien food. For it could have so many different properties, man. And I don't yeah, know what its yeah. function is. It could fight off fucking Dracula and vampires and shit. And then you could eat it, and it tastes hella good. And then, and then it and fights it, off girls too, and you yeah. do it too fresh, right? But like, exactly, fresh, you right? fuck up your breath for like three days, even after you brush mm-hmm. it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that, that's that garlic and lumpia, where that lumpia shit like sticks in your mouth for days. It's like, man, what is that? God damn it! I brush my teeth nine times, and you can still taste it. Like, God, jeez, yeah, it's garlic, but it's strange. That is some alien shit. Garlic is the most alien crop out there because of how good it is and all the different profiles. Like once I had roasted garlic, I was like, what? I could eat a bowl of this. Like, what the fuck is this? This is. Can I just eat this like this? Cool. Roasted garlic is fire to me. Anything roasted. Like, like I, I started eating those. Like, yeah, this, this is spicy garlic. Dude, this. I eat raw ass garlic. I put raw ass garlic on my pizza. Oh shit! Oh, that, that yeah, that makes it spicy, doesn't it? It does. It it's fucking good though. Oh, because it's kind of cooking in the grease and it's all incorporating into the fucking. Whoever made pizza is fucking genius. Is is an alien too, right? Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck looking out into the outer space, man. Just look at the shit we're doing. This shit is amazing. Amazing, and we're getting it at dirt cheap. I think. Oh, it's food. Sometimes, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we talked about, man. We got it. There's how many motherfuckers working in the kitchen? We over here like, man, I'm trying to pay five dollars for that shit. Like, oh goddamn, dude! You know how long this shit took? <laughs> I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I'm sitting there like, now granted, I'm like, if it went up in price, I'm like, I ain't paying for this shit. I'll figure it out myself, you know. But like, yeah, that's like balance. A, trying to figure that out. It's a weird thing, right? It's like I'm looking like when we used to go to Q or whatever. I'm like, look at all the shrimp they gave me for like eighteen bucks, you know, for the shrimp and grits. It's like Jesus. Yeah. How is this feasible? Yeah. You know, over here cleaning the shrimp and shit, but you know, it's the process of getting it all ready in time to get it to the best of ability to give you an experience. It's romantic as fuck, man, but it is function. There's some functionality well, to it. Well, what's what's more, more romantic, going somewhere to eat or making it yourself? I feel like making it for someone. Oh, making it for sure. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they don't show that in movies and TV shows. <laughs> Nah, I mean, until they, now, they, yeah, now, yeah. I mean, yeah, see, they program us on how to act, man. That's why it's like, just look at TV. This is what most people fucking doing. Whatever social media is trending is what everybody is gonna follow doing, or at least seventy five percent of people. I'm assuming. Yeah, I know. I mean, something's gonna be new. Like, hey, that's why you swim upstream. Uh, fi- yeah, fingers at the butt now is a cool thing. Oh, okay. Or you just go back old school. That's why just basic nutritional cooking. That's why grilling is interesting or like campfire grill or anything like that. Like, oh, I dig that just because one, grilling is amazing. The flavor profile you get from, you know, charcoal, fire and shit is just fucking undefeated. 
And it's pretty basic. I mean, you could grill pretty much anything and then just kind of sit and eat. That's always a good thing. Uh, I like that. But at its most complicated form and artistic way, yeah, there's a million ways to fucking, you know, slice that pie. So stylistically and, you know, experience comes with it. And, you know, you could always create a story and, a you know, how you how you see food. I, I I'm doing that now. I'm going through all the process like, OK, how do I see stuff? And most of my stuff is real. I'm like. All this other shit is cool. What I like, like the potato, what I'd make with the potatoes and steak, easy, basic, quick, boom, good. The end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's better than most. The end. Not a lot of people like, know. I, I, I will say I've been getting better with the, like making sauce, or well, at least uh, Alfredo sauce. I think for a very long time, I was cooking it for too long, right? Now I'm like now I'm just like letting it thick a little bit and then I'm like okay it's done you know learning put a couple huh learning like to to make it like the creamy like like not too not too thick where when you put it away it's like so thick it like dries up or whatever is more like it's still creamy when you put it all together mixing with a with a pasta that's the hardest thing with Alfredo right there. Which one? Like the cream, like in like kind of. Oh, just kind of how to find that right amount that you like, and then knowing how to, you know, I say reconstitute because I usually it's I think naturally it's thick because if you do it old school with like the the roux and you put the that's what I was doing the bechamel in yeah that's always going to be thick I think I think what happens in the reheating process is trying to thin out that sauce again so whether it's using you know, cream or half and half or milk, just trying to thin it out to get it back to that consistency somehow. And mm. then refolding in your noodles again to kind of re kind of introduce it because the liquid is so thick. Um, and then, but on top of that though, when you do that, you try to have to, you have to reseason because you're just really adding water unless you're using like stock or uh, mixed in That's or funny. something, but you have to reseason again because it loses a lot of that, what you had the first time because it solidified. So the, uh, uh, most of the time I'm actually using I'm using uh, half and half yeah I like using half and half also so, uh, just because uh, I use it more like a light cream and then I needed it I use it if I need a milk thing so it kind of serves cool two purposes yeah so I use half and half and then to make it like more like cheesy-ish I just add like parmesan into it or whatever mm -hmm. yeah. and then let that kind of I try to do it properly because sometimes if I don't do it properly, it's gonna um, what do you say? It's gonna uh, not emulsify, but it's gonna, uh, gonna separate the oils and whatever. Yeah, and it's gonna be grainy. Yeah. So you learn. You live in the um, I mean, but everybody loves to do their pasta differently too. No, nah, for real, for real, man. I've I've done the I've done it the the way where you just put the you cook the pasta, take the pasta out, and you use the water and a little bit of. The cheese and butter and mix it together naturally that way. That oh, was yeah. interesting. Oh yeah, that was very interesting. It's hell good. Uh, yeah. Hi, thank you, brother, for your time. Always appreciate. For sure, man.